Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and he, Ben Hobson. Each Tuesday, we'll be bringing you all the latest news, views, and interviews from across the running world. Ben, tell us what we got coming up this week. This week, we are speaking with one of the UK's best-known sports broadcasters, Vassos Alexander. As well as reporting on sport for Virgin Radio, Vassos is a dedicated long-distance runner. He's run a sub-three marathon and amazingly completed the Spartathlon, a 153-mile ultra from Athens to Sparta. Considered, Rick... One of the hardest races in the world. Yeah, that's remarkable. I mean, it's a pretty kind of exclusive group of people who have completed that race for good reason, because it's uh, 153 miles long. That's bonkers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a go at something. It's not a Spartathlon. A little shorter. <laughs> Fine, good. But I thought, um, I'm not going to run a four-minute mile. Spo- spoiler alert. Oh. Um, you may have guessed that by now, being kind of in fact, I'm 34 and kind of... No, I, I, th- I definitely think you've got it in you. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a go at a sub-five-minute mile. Okay. Which I think is like a good, uh, like, it's quite a hard thing for a kind of uh, amateur runner to do, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. Runners World have got a, a pretty punchy four-week training plan. Right, yes, we do. So, um, which I might try to share, maybe could tr- share it online. Yeah, um, we will. Uh, and, uh, yeah, basically, I'm going to have a go at it. It's a lot of hard running. It's not a big, lot of big miles, um, but hopefully by, by, uh, by Christmas, I'll have run a four-something mile. So are you are you going to, like, all the advantages you can take in this, like track, spikes? Well, yeah, I'm, I may struggle to get onto a track. Right. So there's there's Dulwich Park, which is pretty near me, which yeah. essentially is like a track, and it's, uh, I think, what, it's almost exactly one mile once round. You're going to want to make sure it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't, yeah. if you do 0.97 of a mile, then yeah. you, come, you know, it's going to be disappointing. I'd, I'd like you to be there with kind of stopwatch and kind We're of... We're going to have to mark it. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to make sure I'll it's make legit. Sure. I'll do some Googling. Yeah, good. I'll do some Googling for it. Um, yeah, I've got a friend who wants to do it as well, so I think that's good. But if you wanted to come oh, if you, you want got, to jump sorry, in... Sorry, have you got a pacer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, they were both trying to do oh, it. Oh, right. But I feel like maybe you could, you could jump in for, you know, 400 metres of it. Maybe if you wanted me to get in the way, like kind of Bannister had paces, didn't he? When he did the sub four, he did. Yeah, he could be my kind of you know uh, my pacer for it. Sure, sounds okay, good. Great. How are you? You all right? Yeah, all right. I think I'm. I'm currently in a a well known state of condition which I, that runners have gone through, which is the injury funk. Okay, and it is. It's. Uh, it's kind of reaching a, a peak because I really love running in autumn like favourite month because it's a bit wet trails are good very picturesque all that sort of stuff yeah. so I'm really missing it like 
you know, because being out of action for a little bit now yeah. means I'm, I've kind of gone into that funk where it's just like, ugh. Other runners begin, you see other people running and you go, there's some envy yeah definitely yeah the green the green the green monster or whatever you know the jealousy and all that sort of stuff so yeah i'm uh, i'm I'm currently dealing with that but it's all right because christmas will be here soon and i'll just be eating so i'll counter another love i'll fill fill the the void in my life with food which i'm sure is a healthy way to deal with (laughs) it sounds good well um best of luck with the recovery ben oh yeah ongoing and let's uh let's welcome our, our guest of the week guest of the week Sometimes on the phone Could be an athlete Could be a physio Or a complete unknown Vassos, welcome to the Runners World Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. And before we get... Even before we (laughs) begin, you've got to do it on a track. This is my five-minute mile on the track. Well, Dulwich Park is a bit like a track. So no, I no, it's got to be four times around a track. <laughs> okay, right, official. Otherwise, you'll have people saying it wasn't exactly a mile. Yeah. And how do you know that your I'll be watch that is going to be? Yeah, and I'll be that person as well, to be honest. <laughs> She's got to do it on a track. Look, where I live in Barnes, yeah. we have a we have a track. Yeah, um, come and do it there. Yeah. W- will you pace me around one one lap? Yeah, of course I will. Yeah, I'll right. pace you hopefully around more than one. But I'm not all. Do four. you want to do it as well? I don't think I can do it in eight weeks. I was talking to Tom Williams about this because he spent six months. This is the Mm. COO of Parkrun, Tom Williams. Um, He spent six months trying to cajole his marathon time. Uh, and he's about the same sort of standard of runner as you I are, think so. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. And he, t- and he said it was, it was extraordinary because you have to completely change how you train. Mm. When, you're, when you're training for longer stuff, he was an Ironman triathlete. Um, so you'd normally do, I say, four laps of the track. I sometimes do mile repeats when I'm feeling particularly, um, you know... Um, pious? Or? No, well, <laughs> what's the, other, the opposite of pious when I want to kind of punish myself? Oh, OK, a yeah. masochistic. Masochistic yeah. is yeah. the word. Yeah. Um, and but you you recover within a, a jog lap and you go again. And he said you'll know his coach. He had a coach to to help him do this. He said he'll know, he would know when he was ready when he would do I don't know fifteen hundred meters or something or an effort like that and not recover for fifteen or twenty minutes. Right. Um, so you're still gasping. So this is why the the two hundred meter. My my son Matthew and I. Um, he he's now um goes to Wimbledon Park track. There's another track you could use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. Is that, is, he, and, is, he, is that Hercules? Is it? Yeah, it's Hercules. Yeah, right, he, okay, he, right. he does the long distance stuff with Hercules. And we and, and as we're leaving, we always look at the two hundred meter runners. Um, and a they look beautiful as they're running, but b they do you know, 21, 22 seconds effort. And then their coach says, right, well done. Okay, 10 minutes rest. And Matthew goes, what? <laughs> 10 minutes rest after 20 seconds effort? Yeah. We run 10 minutes flat out and get 20 seconds yeah, rest. Yeah, we're, we're in the wrong game, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. I think a lack of um, natural speed really yeah, sort of trouble. prevented me from... Mm. Your sprint career. Short, yeah, it really cut it, cut it short. Yeah, it cut it short. So anyway, so that's five minute mile. So that's, we, we can discuss Good that. luck. Thanks very much. You're going to do part of it with me. That's I will do, that. yeah, that's no good. problem. Um, Let's talk about your running. Mm-hmm. Did you run to the studio today? Because I know you kind of run it. I feel like you run everywhere. I do. I usually, almost every day, run either in or out or both, which is um, just over 10 miles, 10 and a half miles along the, uh, along the Thames towpath, which is a lovely little run. Yeah. Literally, I come out of the studio now. We're at Virgin, right on London Bridge. I go through Borough Market. I, I start the stopwatch at a certain bin. And then I, <laughs> nice. you yeah. know, everyone does this, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then you have your, you know, when I'm passing the Tate, when I'm passing the the um, the, 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 the the Houses of Parliament, and, or, you know, I have my markers into into Battersea Park. Um, 
And I love it. I love I love running there. I love running back. Today's one of the few days because I'm trying to fit too much into too yeah. little um, that I have to be on the bike today because yeah. it's just one of those very rushy days, um, which is also kind of lovely. But I miss the run. Do yeah. you, because um, the run commute, I think, is a staple for a lot of people when it comes to the sort of like the mileage that they yeah. get in. And we've had a lot of debate about junk miles and how people treat their mileage. And some people are very prescribed and have to do exactly as the plan says. Whereas just doing a nice amount of 10 miles every day seems like a nice way of just keeping it ticking over. Is that kind of uh, yeah, the approach? Yeah, and, and to be honest, you know, um, living in London, yeah. um, it's not that much slower than any other <laughs> yeah, means of transport. Yeah. Okay, the bike the bike is definitely quicker, but not that much. Yeah. Um, and you can do what you like, especially when you're on the towpath. You're not having to stop to cross roads, really. There's a few there's a few bits that you have to be on. But otherwise, you know, basically, you've got, You've got a 10-mile track ahead of you. Um, and there are a few bits where there are loads and loads of tourists and you have to sort of stop, excuse me, excuse me, excuse mm, yeah. me. Um, and they seem to they seem to move in packs exactly <laughs> at runners. Um, so, and, and, and I know that's not what they're actually doing, but it feels like it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, you know, I, I recently wanted to break my marathon PB in Amsterdam. I failed magnificently to do that. <laughs> I mean, not even close. Um but you know, I use that that commute to do to do the tempo runs, to do the interval training, to do the you know the the five minutes fast, fifty minutes slow, all of that stuff. Yeah. And um, not that it worked, but I, <laughs> I, I try to make it work. For yeah, me. yeah. I think that's where that has to be the approach for a lot of people. It's that mm. you know you need to get to work. It's the best way to do it. What can I do to make the most of that time? Mm. And I think that's always why the commute's always such a good little yeah add on. Uh, and I think a lot of people listening to this might might have got into a spring marathon. And if you, if you gave them any advice about how to fit in the mileage, would it be to kind of to absolutely run to it? Yeah. yeah, run 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 your commutes. Um, mm. So if I really if I'm you know if I'm training for something very long, and as you know I do occasionally do that, yeah, um, I can run both ways, and that's twenty miles a day, which is a, that's a proper amount of training in yeah. anyone's book. Yeah. Um, we also have a, a frisky Labrador at home. Um, she's <laughs> nine, but she's still frisky, and she needs a walk. Yeah. So if she needs a walk, she may as well have a run. Yep. Um, so that's another few miles that you're going to add. To, to the end of the day it also helps I mean if I was going to give one piece of really kind of cast iron advice how to get time to fit in your training if you are if you have a job and a family uh, get a job on a breakfast show because you, <laughs> you, you finish by 10 o'clock in you the and postman yeah, yeah. absolutely sorted <laughs> yeah fine yeah that is helpful isn't it that is helpful um can we just go back to the beginning for you then because obviously you've gone on to do you know you've done a sub-free marathon you did the Spartathlon which you'd like to chat about um later on but how did it? How did running start for you? Why did you kind of pick it up? How old were you? No, oh, the, the the traditional story of the bloke in his thirties who starts to expand outwards and things. Yeah. Well, like you know, I, I let me try exercise and I and I tried it and hated it actually in the gym. But then the first time I laced up a pair of trainers, I, I knew that this was for me. That this ticked so many boxes, not just the you know. Um, allowing me to eat a couple of cakes box, um, yeah. which is you know, which is a significant An box, but perhaps box. not yeah. the, the, the most important yeah. box. Um, and uh, and then I just I just went where the and I still am going where the where the trainers are taking me, where the journey takes me. So as you say, it took me to to Sparta, to the Greek city. It's taken me to to many many road marathons and and trying to get a time. It's taken me to park runs. It's taken me to a prison once. Um, I organised a run just before park runs started doing it actually in a in a in a prison in North Wales, which was a fantastic thing. Really, mm. you know, really inspiring. That sort of, you know. That ability to sort of pat yourself on the back, which we take for granted as runners. You know, if you are in um, in a situation 
So the way that came about, if you have a moment, yeah. um, I, 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 was, I was on a fast run home um, when I used to work at BBC. I was across Hammersmith Bridge and it's got these buttresses and I whacked heads with this guy um, who was also running the other way. And, um, and he sort of went for me a bit and he had, you know, he was, he was sort of the archetypal scary bloke. He had right. kind of tattoos up his neck and on his face and, you know, and, and I thought, well, I'm in trouble here. But he sort of, he sort of stopped because he realised that it was neither of our fault. And we sat down and we both knocked a bit silly. Yeah. And he told me this story about how running, he, he was excluded from school, one fight too many, and he was just going down a path that would have ended up in prison. And running, his uncle got him into running and it was the first time he could just be sort of proud of something he did. Right. Um, and then he and he's and he's sort of not looked back from there. Um, and I thought, what a fancy! He wouldn't tell me his name. He told me his name was Ryan, but he, then he said, "It's that's not my real name." Right. Um, wow. And he had no, you know, he had none of the advantages in life that certainly I've had. You know, growing up on an estate where where gunshots were were frequent and all of this, you know, um, broken home. No, you know, it's 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 a it's a traditional story. And he wasn't feeling sorry for himself at all when he was telling me it. But he just said. Running has been my absolute salvation because for the first time I, I managed to, just, he didn't use these exact words, but he didn't, he reversed a vicious circle into a virtuous circle. And then I was talking when my first book was published with a, with another author who was another Bloomsbury author and he had served time for, for murder and he would, um, he would run as well occasionally when he was in prison. And we both came up, we dreamt up with this idea of what if we did a run in a prison and what a good idea it was. And it was a good idea. Yeah. And it was a fantastic thing. HMP Berwin, well done to the governor there, who now has a park run every week in his prison. So and honestly, prison park runs. I, I also spoke to Michelle, who runs Feltham Young, uh, Young Offenders Institute park run. She said it's just the most fantastic thing. You know, cause running has given me an awful lot, but it's got all of that extra to give as well. Yeah, it's great. I remember there was a was it the Skid Row Marathon film? That yeah, was yeah, it's kind it was of great, prison yeah. running club. Uh, and you're right. I think running like helps your self esteem, doesn't it? It Makes you feel mm. kind of better about yourself, and you give a kind of value that you, that some people uh, don't have. And I think that's that's great. That's Not great in habit. Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago. Let <laughs> <laughs> it go. It's all about the mile now, Vassar. It's all about the mile. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about? I think that your Greek heritage has played a part in your love of the marathon distance and possibly ultra distances. Would you say that's that's fair? Yeah, I think so. You know, the old Greek. Um, messengers the ancient greek messages of which the most famous is Pheidippides, who gave birth to what we now call the marathon with that run from marathon to to athens after the the victory against the persians um and then you mentioned the spartathlon um his 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 earlier run from athens to sparta to ask for spartan help in that battle i've sort of I've always been aware of that and I've always been aware of my Greek heritage and, and Crete, half of me is Cretan, the other half is Athenian. And, um, you know, the, 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 the runners over the, the White Mountains and um, his um, his second book. Um, oh, Chris McDougall. Chris McDougall's second book, which is called Natural Born Natural Heroes, Heroes yeah. talks about the, the Cretan mm. um, messengers and ultra runners of old. And, and all of this kind of just, yes, does play very much to my kind of Greek heritage, and, yeah. and I and I love it for that. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been extra special when you when you when you arrived at King Leonidas's feet yeah. in Sparta. That must have been that must have felt amazing. Well, there was a moment when I realised that I was going to have to climb four steps to get to his feet, <laughs> and I very nearly just thought, do you know what? I'm done here. <laughs> I will stop after 153 miles, one one meter short of my destiny, because I cannot get up those steps. I've it, seen the video. I've seen the video of you getting there. I mean, it's actually very moving, but it's you look really, really tired. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, Ty, Ty doesn't begin to be. Yeah, well, that was my, I mean, I think that is about as, as deep as I can dig. I mean, and there are runners. Scott Jurek won that three times and he was going for um, for the record and he never quite did it. Yanis Kouros is, you know, um, amazing. record. He, he yeah. did it one year. No one believed him. So he came back the next year and did it quicker. Yeah. No one was ready. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, I'm not a I'm not a Scott Jurek by any means. You know, I I can keep going, but there is a limit to my kind of um, ability, and mm. that was it. You saw it on that video. That was the end of my ability. Yeah. Um, and it was no, it was wonderful. You have kids. First of all, Athens closes for these 300 ultra nutters to try and you know, and that that on a Friday morning. I do know Athens. Athens Athenian drivers are known for their. Um, for their patience, <laughs> but they don't mind. They close the roads for us um, everywhere you go through the middle of nowhere in many respects. You know, that the schools come to the nearest point in the route to cheer you on. And when they realise that you're Greek and you're responding to them in Greek, you get a sort of extra little cheer oh, and an extra yeah. little... Um, and it really did. It, I mean, I was crying a lot. Maybe that's what took it out of me so much. I, I was Dehydrated. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, it was very, very, very emotional. And you arrive in Sparta and kids take your hands and, and, and run with you, oh, wow. walk in my case, stagger, through the streets of, of Sparta. And, and because it's not like the London Marathon, it's not like people finishing every couple of minutes or every couple of seconds it's like somebody and then nobody for 10-15 minutes and then maybe somebody else because only I don't know like half the people finish yeah. um, and there was this one kid who looked up at me and he goes why are you running so slowly <laughs> <laughs> oh god I just came from Athens I promise yeah. it's not nearby and he thinks about this room, so going, yeah but still and he did have a point I was going very slowly as you saw on that video but it was very very a very very wonderful moment I will always Cherish. In fact, I cherish that moment so much. I got the Spartathlon logo tattoo. I never thought I'd get a running yeah. tattoo. You know, like the Iron Man thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never thought I'd be that guy, but I am that guy. I got the Spartathlon tattoo tattooed right here. I'll show you now. And the trouble is, first day I took it to running club to Barnes Runners. Everyone goes, "That looks like the, <laughs> the Interflora logo," <laughs> and they're absolutely right. Have a look at that. It's, oh yeah, fair play. It's, the interflow, it's interflow. I'm the flowers guy, <laughs> which I like actually because it means I don't take myself quite so seriously. Yeah, I think that's. I think if you're going to get a running tattoo, getting one having completed the Spartathlon is one of the better reasons. I think if you've put yourself through something that's that. I mean, to be honest, it's probably left a greater mark on your like soul and or well being mm. than than any tattoo can like sort of leave. So I feel like you know an extra an extra mark is not really going to make any difference. I'm and the, I was I was like, I just hit forty. You know, it's a middle aged crisis <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this uh, this tattoo that I, I saw, and it was um, a bloke had obviously been very proud of his first London Marathon time. Mm, so, he'd, yeah. so he'd got the London Marathon logo, and he'd, and he'd written, I think it was 459.38. So he's obviously delighted that he'd run sub five. Yeah. But then two years later, he'd become a much, much better runner than that. So he was now running like 330 or whatever. Mm. And he had this sort of tattoo on him that, that I think he had had to then sort of cross out. An update. I like that. With this kind That's of kind like, of fun. Like a sort of diary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. actually, like, just get like a tattooed cross yeah, through tatt- the time. Tattooed yeah. cross. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So when you're talking about the um these early ancient runners, and are they sort of have they sort of taken the position of your heroes of your running heroes, or have you got modern day running heroes that you look up to? Oh no, of course I have. Yeah. Modern day running heroes who I look up to, and they're probably the same 
modern day running heroes that you look up to and everyone listening to this looks up to, to be honest. Um, I was at the Sunday Times Sportswoman of the Year Awards last Thursday night mm-hmm. and I was um, sat next to Jasmine Paris, um, who got an inspiration award. Yeah. And she's just she's just awesome. Yeah. She is just awesome. The fell runner Jasmine Paris, who, uh, who ran the spine race this year, um, knocked 12 hours off the record, men's and women's mm. record, and she did so whilst expressing milk along the way. I mean, she's just she's yeah, just it's extraordinary, fantastic. isn't it? It's extraordinary, um, yeah. um, you know, Elliot Kipchoge. I watched Elliot break um, two hours in the marathon whilst going around Fulham Palace Park Run with my five-year-old daughter, who was attempting her first five. She didn't actually so you're, make it. you're on the phone, aren't you? At this, you on, and <laughs> loads of runners behind us are just watching. <laughs> there were, I just think all because the, the last ten minutes of yeah. that. Yeah. Just coincided with the in the UK time zone anyway yeah. with the with the with the first ten minutes of a park run, um, and my son who was running it further up said he wasn't really running it because he was just looking over someone's shoulder <laughs> at at the, to see if he would do it because yeah. it was just it was a moment mm. and I love the fact actually that we were running as a family when that happened because yeah, that's as close as we're ever going to get in our lifetime to to a Roger Bannister moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. In oh, fact, I'm... I would say that it's as it's up there with Roger Bannister. Yeah, he didn't do a, a shift in a hospital, have half a pint and a sandwich for work <laughs> yeah, exactly. that morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, you are slightly more sort of um, slick operation, yeah. isn't it? Where do you guys stand on the four percent shoes? Oh, I think it's really interesting. Like, I think me and Ben have slightly different opinions about it, actually, because I think that it, there potentially is something, a scenario where you, you can't compete in them, but like your average runner can run in them, but actually in competition. Perhaps it's more fair to look at um, for people not to have carbon plates in shoes. Mm. To, to say that to make that kind of broad yeah. um, thing, but I think that you're possibly more in favour of uh, of it. I think that there's there's two sides to it. I think that the, at the moment the IAAF don't consider them to be illegal, so that's like if but they're go- looking into it. Yeah, they are. So if the governing body in itself doesn't treat it as wrong, mm. then it's kind of it's all speculative now from anyway. The moment they decide on something like that, then it kind of like that throws everything else sure. into, yeah. into yeah. disarray. But I think that apparel, shoes, the advancements that have been made over the years have always been advantageous to runners. And it's just got to a point where one brand has done way more than another brand. So they are now at an yeah. advantage over yeah. others because of their, techno- their technology. So that... It might be slightly unfair, but that's kind of always the way it's been. So I don't see how the shoes... And also, the, someone's got to be good enough to run in them. I think that... So my, my, my standpoint is that it's kind of fair enough and maybe brands need to just get make better stuff. Mm. What do you think? I like... Um, what's she called? Winner of the Boston Marathon last year, Des Linden. Yeah. yeah. Des Linden. And she's sponsored by Brooks, I think. Yeah. And I, I think my favourite quote came from her. She said, trouble is... It's an arms race, yeah, and it should be a leg race. It's good. It's a good yeah, quote. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah, quote, yeah. and I do feel a little bit like. I mean, it says the bloke who's bought a pair. Yeah, you know, the fat lot of good they did me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, if they are really a spring, mm. a spring and a shoe rather than just a shoe, you know, are we in your? Are we in the Ian Thorpe um, wetsuit category? Yeah, and should we? You know, should. What I love about running is the purity of the running. Yeah. You know, um, I've done a lot of triathlons. I've, I've, I've done some cycling, but it's a lot of it. That is about gear. And I, and I, for me, for me, uh, just that sullies the sport a little bit. And I love the fact that, you know, you are just running. 
you know and and when you say get a pair of shoes and run actually we don't even need that anymore if you look at you know what Anna McNuff's just done from yeah right um so you don't you know you just need to run because that's what we were born to do and if you've got a spring on the bottom of your foot and then if that's going to get better and better and better then what 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 do the records of old mean anymore and i Mm. i think it's just a bit of a shame i think that that the sport this wonderful sport i love so much might be slightly selling its soul if this is the way we're going you've reported i could be wrong about this but on six olympic games is that right six different one if you include winters yeah. So Athens, Turin, Beijing, um, Vancouver, London, Rio. Yeah, six. Six. So what would you say if you had to pick one running highlight? Oh, Usain that? Bolt, 2008, Beijing. Don't forget, before that, nobody knew who was going to win that race. He was one of three people right, who had yeah. a, a sort of 33% chance of winning that yeah. race. No, the... the complete athletics landscape changed forever in nine and a bit seconds. I can't remember what his exact time was. 9.79, was it then? Oh, oh, I think it was 9.78. Okay, yeah. Was, this is pre-Berlin. This isn't yeah. his world record. Okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just something that nobody had seen before, not even close. Yeah. And he did it slowing down at the finishing mm. line. He changed everything forever. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, I mean, so magnificently. And yeah. I was just, and a, beautiful run it was just it was just i love that that was just everything just got blown out of the water in that moment i, I just and to be there to be yeah. in the bird's nest stadium in beijing when that happened was just fine i remember a few months earlier i was at the at crystal palace and i was presenting on, on radio five live and mark lewis francis was my summarizer who was injured sadly right. but he is basically one of Usain Bolt's contemporaries. He, he was looking at his, you know, a, a guy he would want to beat in, yeah. the, in the, as soon as he recovered from injury, which he sort of sadly never did. Um, so we were on the, just outside, and Usain Bolt was in Crystal Palace running the 200 metres. As he came past us, MLF, who, and you know what sprinting's like. I mean, it's all about, you know, alpha male, alpha yeah, male. Yeah. You don't show weakness. As Bolt came past, this is off air, but he still, MLF went, whoa <laughs> and that was when i had an inkling that actually he might be something special but i didn't know if he had it in the hundred yeah. because you you know he's, he's so long and gangly it yeah. takes such a while to get good it doesn't it turns out yeah. but in, uh, so that moment that usain bolt moment obviously there's mo farah in 2012 yeah as a distance runner um and as someone who sort of knew mo uh, as well in his teddington days but um but usain bolt that was that was big. Yeah, that's a good moment, isn't it? That is a good moment. It's still there's still something incredibly exciting about the hundred meters, isn't it? It's kind of still like the kind of heavyweight championship. Think of of running. Well, yeah, two hundred's been cut. <laughs> so it has to be, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you you work at Virgin with Chris Evans, mm-hmm. uh, a, a marathoner himself, an accomplished marathoner yes. himself, and I think he's done seven or eight now. So, do you? Uh, Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Were you there at the beginning? Were you part of the decision when he made it? Did you tell him? Were you encouraging him? Do you, or is it, did he... He, says it sort of, he said it sort of rubbed off on him. Yeah. He'd see me turning up sweaty and shiny. <laughs> at the, in the studios and we've been working together almost 10 years now and then um yeah he ran his first london i think in 2015 yeah that makes sense 2015 yeah. um and did it really well you know and he didn't tell anyone not even his wife that he was that he was doing it um i knew he'd started running and we would talk a lot about the running but until very soon before i didn't know that he was actually he was going to do london and and, and the and the penny and the and the uh press people in London did a really good job of keeping that secret too yeah, yeah. Well, he, and, and he ran it so well if yeah. you look at his splits from that marathon it was really nicely well put together marathon you know I got four something I can't remember but significantly under five yeah. and um, and he's a you know he's a, he's a good runner Chris um, he's got Tokyo coming up right. next year wow, and great. London and probably Amsterdam again we you know we auction off places to do it for charity and it's it's a lovely thing yeah. and, and run fest run um, yeah which is uh, which is a running festival in Windsor next year in, in May. Um, so yeah, no, fair to say um, it's properly rubbed off, and he's got he's got the running bug. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Run Fest Run because I feel like there is the rise of the running festival. Probably music mm. and running five years ago there wasn't there weren't these festivals around. You, you guys are partnered up with it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which can is you, ace. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like last year? So the 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 moment we got the um, the inspiration for Run Fest Run, actually Chris and I. I was going to say simultaneously, but it was a, it was the same place and almost the same time. Okay, um, it was on the finishing line in in London. I'd broken three hours for the first time in London yeah. uh, at two fifty nine. It was one of the wonderful days actually because I'd paced a couple of people in as well, and just you just don't forget that day. And mm. I was it was all, all my hopes and prayers answered to something in a marathon time, and yeah. I, and I'm sort of staggering down into the tube, and I get into the tube, and and just there's one seat left, and I'm in my shorts and my medal. And somebody elbows me out of the way and takes the seat. And I thought, well, okay, there's that bubble of joy. Gone, <laughs> there, done. And I just thought there should be a party on the mall yeah. on yeah. Marathon Sunday. Just keep that positive energy. Yeah. And, that. And, we, um, and, it, and it sort of had a few full starts, Run Fest Run. And then eventually it happened um, in Wiltshire last year. And it was absolutely everything 
you could have hoped for. You had kids running, families running. Everyone had this massive grin on their faces all weekend. You end a festival on the Monday morning feeling better and happier and shinier than you did on the Friday when you got there, which never happens. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a, it was so lovely. There was sort of 10,000 people with the, just the, the whole atmosphere was great. And my wife, who um, who came with our kids, um, she was a sort of our secret shopper. Yeah, okay. People didn't know that Caroline was, you know, part of it really. And so they, she'd go around and she'd ask and people would, you know, she'd eavesdrop conversations and people were just loving it. So right. it's a great big party. Um, you have you have music in the evening, you have running events in the in the in the daytime, but you are the star. If you come, you are the star. You're the runner. You're doing, you know, do any events you want. And people end up running much more than they think they want to and they're going to. Yeah. And they, I don't know, it's just, it's just fantastic. No, it's great. And actually, the, the quality of music is very good. It's not just you and I doing jingles, mate. It's oh. proper, proper acts. <laughs> it's proper acts on this Yeah, we had uh, Ollie Moores and Reef and Razorlight last year. Oh, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was fun. In the Reef. I always loved Reef stuff. That was like, well, yeah. actually, yeah. Put your hands that on. one. That one. That was a great song. They prompt. We had to promise them that they would be off stage before Liverpool kicked off in the Champions League final <laughs> against Tottenham because they're all big Liverpool fans. That's quality. That's, yeah. a, that's a good rider request, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Not something very, very important. Yeah. So we were chatting um, off air about your next running challenge. What's just what twenty twenty is going to look like for you? And it's frankly a bit nuts. No, I love it. See, I've had a couple of quietish years. I've run a, a lot of road marathons in in twenty what are we twenty nineteen, which I've enjoyed greatly, um, despite a lack of success. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm not finished them, and I've enjoyed them, yeah. but I haven't I haven't had the times that I wanted. But may, maybe I'm just too old. Um, and, but next year I'm going to do a, a, a bit more of the longer stuff. So I'm I'm in comrades. I'm going to give UTMB a little tickle, <laughs> and um, and then there's a thing called the Arch to Arc. Which isn't just a run; it involves a swim as well. But it's a, yeah. it's yeah. It's a, the world's worst triathlon. Yeah, it's uh, it's the you run to you run to Dover. No, yeah, you start yeah. to Marble Arch, you run, run to, to Dover, Dover, which is just under 100 miles. You yeah. swim the channel, yeah. cycle to that one. Yes, yeah. it's a swim that I'm worried about because you you've yeah, got, you you've got a runner's physique. <laughs> you, 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 people who swim the channel are, are amazing athletes, but they're more rotund. They're burly. Yeah, burly. Yeah, kind of robust. Mm. So I think you're gonna have, really have to do a lot of eating. Yeah, which I'm not going to do. I don't. I don't. I don't feel good. I don't feel good when I'm when I'm heavier. To yeah. be honest, yeah. um, when I put a suit on to see, when I was sitting next to Jasmine last, my suit was so tight. <laughs> um, so I know I'm not going to do that. I might have to do it in a wetsuit, but yeah. I'm going to try not to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, or just a little pack of lard. Yeah. That, that's the old school. Oh, technique. yeah, the kind of goose you, fat. Yeah, or, you yeah. just smother yourself in. Yeah, in I'm a little fat. bit. Yes, I know. But then, as a vegetarian, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound great, does it? <laughs> no. Yeah. A little quiz for you here. Just one question: Was the age of youngest person who's to swim the channel? Oh, I know this. I think I know this. It's really annoying. It's something like twelve or fifteen yeah, or something. It's eleven. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a great book, A Boy in the Water. Yes, it, yeah. it was out last year. Yeah, yeah. He's now sort of fifty-five or fifty-six, yeah. and he they banned him from doing it again, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Because I think it was now you have to be sixteen now to do yeah. it. Right. But he had this coach who was um, sort of South East London based actually, and he was specialised in getting um, kids to swim the channel. Really mm, fascinating. Very niche. Pretty niche and, and pretty, pretty, full, pretty full on, but a brilliant book. Yeah, brilliant book. Tom Gregory. What do you do? <laughs> Coach children <laughs> to swim the channel. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, well, look, Vassal, thank you so much for joining us and all the best with 2020. It sounds awesome. Thank actually. you. And all the best to you for your sub five mile. Thank you very much. What, what are you doing next? What am I, what am I wishing <laughs> you good luck for? Just run it, keep running. Just keep going.
I think that's good enough. Yeah. And so say all of us. Yeah. We're talking tech, talking tech with Kieran Naga. Talking tech. He's an awesome ultra runner. Talking tech. Talking tech. He's very charming. Talking tech. Knows his polar from his garment. Talking tech. Talking tech, talking tech, been given now good talking tech. He's an awesome ultra runner. Talking tech, talking tech, he's very charming. Knows his polar from his garment. Talking tech, Kieran, welcome. Hello, hello. Were you on the original, Ben? Uh, I just free just freestyled it. Yeah, let's get that remix. That's a remix there, live. Kieran, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. What have you been looking at this month? Well, you guys noticed that we've basically gone from sort of summer straight into winter, right? Yeah, there was no autumn. Yeah, there was no <laughs> there was a, I saw one tree once yeah. that was like orange and then that was that it. it. Yeah. So now it's cold and it's dark and uh, it becomes a lot more difficult to run. So I've been thinking about kind of those things that come with that, that, that sort of nighttime runs, questions of safety. Mm. Um, and actually, we, you know, we, you want to be seen. That's one thing. But also you want to feel secure on your runs. And that's particularly the case for female runners. And we had a question into the Runners World HQ this week, Mm. um, which I thought was a really sort of pertinent question. That was, is there a watch out there that has an incident button, something that you can call the police or a family member or send a distress signal without having to carry your phone? This is for people who might not want to carry your phone. Obviously, your phone already has that built in. And the truth is that most of these kind of devices rely on having 4G cellular network or Wi-Fi. So it's hard to find a, a, a watch that you can run with without unless you get something that's got 4G. And that brings up a couple of um, obvious examples of, of, of watches that, that factor in here. So we've got the Apple Watch, and that has a alarm distress signal as long as you've got the cellular version. And uh, if you've got a Wi-Fi version, it will work, but you have to be in a Wi-Fi network. Okay. So less useful, Yeah. Um, but the Apple Watch is one of them. The Garmin Vivo Active 3 Music is also 4G enabled. So that has a personal alarm feature and it also means that you can use Garmin's live tracking service, yeah. which you basically, before you start running, when you hit start, it will send a message, a text message or an email to a family member or a friend, alert them that you're running and then they can follow where you are and make sure you get home safely. Yeah. So it, it allows you to kind of, to, to see if some, if you're not around, you know, if you go for an hour's run and all of a sudden you're not back. Where are you? People can look up and see. They can see how you're getting on. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and if you're uh, if you've paid for your Strava Summit, you can do the same things. And you can send beacon. Oh, the beacon text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there, there are really good options, and I think you know as as more watches become connected, 4G enabled, we'll see more of this, and it's a, it's a really useful thing to to know about for these dark winter nights. And then it's winter, and that basically means Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Winter, Christmas, it's all, yeah. it's all the same. And it's also Black Friday, of course. Well, yeah. Forever and ever, it seems. Which is supposed to be a day, but it's turning into a fortnight. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought it would be a good time to reach into my uh, running tech sack. Great. And pull out some, uh, some wonderful gadgety Christmas gift ideas for every runner. Um, well, at least there's most type of types of runner, but I'm still struggling to find something for you, Ben. Yeah, good. I'm um, beyond technology now. <laughs> we, will, we will get there. <laughs> Post-tech. Yeah. Right. So, pen and paper at the ready, people. Time to write your, your letters to Father Christmas. <laughs> and essentially, you know, unless your shoes could be a big one. Everyone goes, oh, should I get some shoes? Difficult. People would like to choose their own shoes. Don't buy shoes. Buy something else. And there's a few categories that will guarantee you wow on Christmas morning. Okay. One of them, running watch. And there's three running watches that I've picked here. It's a great piece of kit for, for any runner's toolbox. 
and that's for the trail runner who's been very, very good because this is a very expensive Yeah, they've got to be really good. <laughs> no, no naughties this year. Yeah. It's the uh, the Garmin Phoenix 6. Um, it's the kind of complete trail running tracker. And there's a, you know it's basically as feature-rich as you're going to get in terms of a running watch. And the battery life is great. Um, it's rugged. It's durable. You know, it's... It will be a winner if this if this is open on Christmas Day. Now there's a huge kind of range of models in the Phoenix Six lineup. I, I forget the number, but it feels like there's about thirty five of them. There's loads. Yeah. And, and the sweet spot, as far as I'm concerned, is the is the Phoenix Six Pro, the cheapest one in that range. It's eighty pounds more expensive than the standard Phoenix Six, but for that you get music and maps thrown in, and it feels like for that kind of price, if you're going to pay that much money, yeah, you're going I mean, to want still, that. still yeah. like what that's going to be. Is it near six hundred? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you might as well spend the extra eighty. Yeah. If you're, you know. Yeah. So yeah. again, if someone's been very good or you're yeah. feeling flush, then that's uh, that's good. And then you know, down down the, the list a bit, there's some bargains out there for for people who might want to buy this present, but you still get really good feature rich watches. One of them is the Apple Watch Series Three. You know, you're getting GPS, heart rate, and you have access to all your favorite running apps. But that's now going for 199 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's not cellular, so it's not it's not connected. So the music won't work offline okay you'll still need to to carry your phone um another one is the garmin forerunner 235 that's 199 versus the the newer generation 245 mm. and then there's the nine the forerunner 935 which is eight, 389 pounds versus the 519 945 which is the newer generation now i've still got a 935 that i use it's great and they're, they're really good watches you know these these have got all the features you really need mm. and Granted, there are things that are nice to have on the 945. It's a nice, shiny new watch. But actually, these both of these watches will do a brilliant job for you. And I think now, Black Friday, you're likely to hunt out some good deals on those. And I think you won't be disappointed with the features that you get from that if you're a casual up to quite you know a good good runner i'll put in a website plug here because we're doing a few uh summary pages so you don't have to spend your hours trawling amazon and the rest of it come to runnersworld.com slash uk and look at all of our summary pages because we're amalgamating everything into one into one place so people can shop smart make it nice and easy yeah and on that list hopefully there'll be the Polar Vantage V as well. And this one I've picked for the Addicted Racer. This is some. This is great for people who can't help but run a lot and often, mainly because there's good recovery training load features on there that can help you identify when you might be doing too much. Yeah. So that's a good one. If you're, if you're racing every weekend and trying to do it really quickly every single time, this one might be a good one to show you, to show you some sort of insights. And that's, that's a, there's another pricey one though. It's £439. So it's kind of top end. Yeah, they don't come cheaply, these watches, but I guess you're getting a, an increasing amount of uh, features on them, so perhaps it's it's worth the investment. Yeah, for sure. A lot of the forerunner ones as well, like even the lower end, like the lower end ones, which are still sort of 200 quid, but they come with now all the smart coach features yeah. and everything like that, which is, you know, we used to be only in the high end ones, so you are you are really getting a lot of watch now, yeah. And there's there's another watch that I've been looking at. If you're looking for a real bargain and all, you, all you're worried about is seeing your pace, distance and basic stats... There's a watch called the Runtopia S1, and I think it's a, it's a under eighty pounds, and you wow. get you get everything you need. You know, so there are, there are options if you if you're looking to do this on a budget as well. There are options. You won't get quite as many features, but you know you're going to get a watch that will please a new runner on Christmas Day. Mm. The other area that I don't think you can go wrong with is headphones. Everyone loves headphones. <laughs> Apart from Rick, it's really. I've been building races as this this kind of Neanderthal. But I know I I like a a set of headphones, Ben, like the next man. (laughs) Good. 
and these are these i think there are a couple of there are a couple of simple options the jaber tara pro these are brilliant for going ultra or for people who really don't want to charge stuff 14 hours of battery life and you can extend it by two hours with a five minute charge 140 pounds good quality sound mm. if you are a commuter runner and you use your headphones outside of running and you want to do things in the office um and use them generally and have something that's good for running the Air, apple airpods pro um, they're 249 pounds so quite high up the scale in terms of price but they've got a brilliant transparency mode yeah which actually sort of works a bit like bone conduction headphones where you can hear things that are around you so a good option for being aware in urban spaces all that kind of stuff and then onto some stocking fillers now i lose my keys all the time particularly if i'm carrying a bag if i've got a vest or i'm in the car i'm not sure where i put them so yeah one really simple thing that people who are like that might like is a thing called a tile tracker it's basically a gps track you can attach it to any of your kit it might be your keys might be your headphones could be anything and you can then use your phone to locate whatever that is so if you're often if you've lost your phone don't lose your phone (laughs) (laughs) second phone and a second second tile tile. (laughs) oh my god (laughs) right if you lose your phone i can't help you with that but that's 27.99 but that's a nice little little present to put into a stocking um Love more low them. I think a chest strap for a lot of runners would be a, a nice addition, an accessory that can go in there. And the Polar H10 chest strap is still, I think, the kind of gold standard in chest straps. Again, if you're if you've got loads and loads of money to spend on a stocking filler, mm. and you've got a very serious runner, the uh, the Stride Running Foot Pod with Wind Assist. I've mainly put this on there because it's tiny and it will fit into a stocking. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's this is like, running. This is running with power. This isn't is it? running with power. Yeah, and it also improves your distance and real-time pace accuracy over GPS because it will it will calibrate to your stride. So it's a good it's a good addition if you really care about getting the pace accurate mid run. Um, that's one hundred and ninety nine pounds. It also tracks wind resistance now, so you can actually see if you're putting in more effort when it's a really windy day and rock back if you want to so that you don't don't overdo it. Hmm. Um, and if that's a bit pricey, actually, there are other options of foot pods that come in. Um, the Garmin foot pod is worth a look. That's £59, and that will also help enhance your kind of real-time pace and, and the, the, the accuracy, distance accuracy, and things like that. So, mm, cool. you can again, you can do this on a budget. Yeah. And these are all bits of kit that we've used, by the way. This is all certified, like good stuff we've all tested yeah we've tested all yeah. of these and i give you why my guarantee that they won't be disappointed when they open up any of these yeah for sure this is this is a i mean if you if you've got all of this yeah you've been really good this is the ben and kieran <laughs> tried and tested rubber stamped uh yeah, christmas yeah. guide yeah 100 yeah. percent. this Excellent. will make every single runner that you've ever known happy <laughs> and I've, I've basically put this list together so that hopefully my family are listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah as you can find Kieran's Amazon wish list. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder, have you got any advice on how to leave sort of subtle tips to people about? Oh, I would love a love a stride foot pod for Christmas. Is it a kind of post-it yeah. note thing? You think that's... Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, first of all, you'll probably have to explain what a foot pod is. So you, it's <laughs> kind of you, you you are slightly stuck there. But yeah, if you could get in and you just go, it's very windy out today. I wonder how it affected my power. If only there was something I could use to. And then oh, actually, oh, there it is. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. No, that's good. Just leave browser windows open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That yeah, works. Out on there. Yeah. But and I, I wanted to know what you guys. Anything? Anything? What's what's top of your uh, Ooh, your gadgety Christmas wish list? Or oh, it doesn't have to be gadgets. Anything else? Um, I've been using a Theragun. Oh, yes, yes. I look quite a bit. 
Um, and this is this is again this is this is you have to be very very good. These are like five hundred quid, but these are these like high percussion mm. recovery tool things that you um, you can use on muscles to help stimulate blood flow and all this sort of stuff. And I have been using that to some effect. Actually, it wasn't all just nonsense. I actually thought that was pretty good. And so. if you with some of these things, I think if you think about a Theragun over the course of two years where you might be having sports massages yeah. it actually works out to oh be i mean you go for an hour's treatment it's like 80 quid it's, yeah. you know it's not five treatments into a lead up i mean it's not the same thing but at the same time if you ahead of a big race you might have six treatments it's a lot yeah. of money whereas yeah. you can just you know top don't have so many and self-medicate kieran thanks so much for joining us i'm sure that now everyone's christmas will be merry sorted yeah exactly done so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guests, Vassos, Alexander and Kieran Alger, and to you, of course, for listening. The Runners World podcast was recorded at Number 8 Studios in Soho. It's available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review and we will see you again next week. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.